Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, the community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, 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 everyone, to an amazing episode. I'm some old friends of the show. I actually look back, and it was in October of 2021. We were all three shocked. It's been that long. But if you want to get an idea of who these beautiful women are I'm talking to, go back to episode 40. Again, like I said, it was October of 2021. But welcome to the show, friends of the show, colleagues, dear friends, Teresa and Lynn. How y'all doing? Hey, good. Good to be here. I know. Welcome back. Like I was, I was saying I, when I was looking up the, you know, notes for the show, I really didn't know that much time had passed. Me either. Um, I was like, oh my goodness, a lot has happened in healthcare in that interval. I, I, absolutely right. I, absolutely right. Before we do that, though, because being that it was that long ago, some people probably have jumped on board and and just just started listening. So. Just take a few minutes, uh, Lynn or Teresa, whoever could start, and just kind of introduce yourself to the, you know, to the podcast, and then we'll jump into what all has happened, you know, since that long time ago. I'm Teresa Walding. I've been a registered nurse for almost, uh, well, actually, thirty years now. So it doesn't seem possible that I've I've been doing that for this long. My background is ICU psychiatric nursing home health, post-anesthesia recovery, and anything and everything in between, because I've always been part of the community, um, because I love teaching. I love imparting knowledge that I have, because as a nurse, I've realized nurses have knowledge that's just second nature to us that other people don't know. Um, Even my daughter, who she's 40 now, she said, I, I know things that other people don't know. So thanks for sharing your wisdom. And I thought, well, that really is true. And give help people to understand things they've never heard of. Okay. And nursing has a lot of um, nuances, this ability or sixth sense or whatever you call it of knowing that helps people heal. And that's what I've loved about nursing my whole career. I started taking care of people when I was five. I couldn't wait to take care of my new brother, you know? Wow. Um, And so I think it's this ability to help people find health in any circumstance. And that brought out this knowledge of wanting to help people heal on levels that don't normally seem apparent. And when I found the principles, it solved the, or it was the answer to a goal I wrote more than 20 years ago that I wanted to find something to help people even in the middle of the night when no one was around. I thought it looked like a technique or something. No, piss the principles. And they changed my life. And when mm-hmm. I learned about principles and it changed my life, I knew it was available for everyone else who wanted to be in this conversation. I love that. You, your, your intro reminds me of a few friends who we were having a laugh over drinks once because they were all nurses kids. 
And they had these stories like, oh no, I remember one time I thought I lost my arm and my mom was like, you're fine and did, did this. And next yes. thing I know I was well. It was like, they had these funny stories of how they thought the world was over with what was happening. And yes. they would look at their mom and their mom would be like, okay, come here and, and do something in like two seconds and it's <laughs> over. And there is no no move. I thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, I guess that, that that's can't... exactly what my <laughs> yeah. daughter talked. even even her her workmates um, who are much older than her actually, they're like, you like know things that I that I don't know. And she goes, my mom's a nurse. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know what that actually is a bumper sticker we need yeah. right now. Like when people, my mom's a nurse. Like that just sets the yeah. tone for you to understand. I grew up in a different place. You yeah. know, the, the the person that that raised me served humanity from the beginning. Like the person, hot. So it's a different feel. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's it's so hilarious, and, and we laugh about it now. But for a long time, she's like, "What are you doing to me?" She would say that when she was like eighteen. She goes, "Why is my perspective so different than other people's?" Yeah. You know, but she is an incredible person. She knows how to help people say things to people that that truly help them, sometimes even things they don't want to hear. And it almost makes them <laughs> makes them love her even more. Yeah. And you know, endears her to them because she does it with such love and compassion. And I don't know. Wow. Well, having a great teacher can do that. So thank you, well, kudos <laughs> for that. Leah. Wow. My goodness. I I am uh, blown away. But thank you so much for having this, Rob. It's just beautiful to be here. I just got back from celebrating my 50th anniversary of my graduation from nursing school. So I've been <laughs> wow, congratulations. Wow. Yeah. It and it's it's just been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, the best possible career. I I know that things are changing significantly. And um, Florence Nightingale actually told us in 1870 that it would be 150 years before people would see the kind of nursing that I envision. Mm. Well, that year was 2020. Everything changed. So what we're about now, it seems to me, is redefining nursing and the work that nurses do. So part of that is a new leading edge that we describe as nurse coaching, which is bringing people into understanding their own health through us working with them in regard to health promotion. Yeah. We're just not going to have the same kind of healthcare system that we have now in the future significant changes are in store for all of us and the the aspect of having the pandemic really let people know that the ball is back in their court their health is up to them and that's that's exactly where we need to be mm. so public health is my background and i'm eager to bring nurse coaching into the the community wow and no other time than now. Um, let's just jump into it because there's an alarming statistic that is uh, so-called floating over our head right now, like it's a dark cloud, which is that 27% of nurses left working during COVID. That, that's um, 
27 out of every 100 and it's like that's that sounds to me and I, and that's why I'm asking the question to me it sounds astronomical to me it sounds like critical failure to me it sounds like we can't do what our mission is am I accurate what do you say about it how do you two having you know collectively over 80 years of experience in nursing look at that staggering of a statistic it brings pause because you know I was one of those who who left nursing because I realized not le- I've never left nursing I take that back I left the bedside because I knew that what we were doing wasn't working mm. um, the incredible amounts of stress the lateral violence the the physical violence from patients um, the work schedules you know, the, the whole thing was just an overwhelming reset. Like, it's time to take a look. These problems were here long before the pandemic. We've known that. I've known this ever since I got into nursing because we keep trying different ways to help take care of people, but we keep forgetting about the people. We yeah. keep forgetting, you know, it's not, yes, we have to have systems. Yes, we have to have charting and medications and knowledge and physicians and ancillary staff that's all required to take care of a human being but we took the human being out of the center of the focus and that's what nursing is is human focused is how do we put a body your body into a state where it can heal on its own because we know innate health is our default and when nurses couldn't do that Um, you know, people were coming in and dying and overwhelmingly so. Um, And, and we started questioning, what are we doing? Where, where can I best serve humanity? And if I'm in a system that's not working, I have to do something else because my calling is to ease the suffering of humanity. And that's why I had to leave. I had to go when, you know, learn, I learned about the principles in 2015, but it's taking me a long time of living to realize how big of a deal it is to know where your thinking is coming and the stories we make up and how we show up to work. And so I think it's just a reset. It's this ability to look outside the box and know that we still have to take care of people with all the technology and everything that's here now and and do a little reset and to me it looks more like micro changes instead of just burning it all down (laughs) you know we can't do that because there's people here now that we need to take care of so that's why people that's why nurses are leaving they want they want the feeling back of what nursing is Um, you you said that so beautifully and I'm going to kind of take an abrupt turn because I want to throw something to Lynn that I heard in what you said. You knew these problems prior to COVID. You, you can, but they, they didn't get the recognition. They didn't get the attention that maybe they should have in a sense. So I think what I want to do and, and the, the quote Lynn talked about Florence Nightingale from 150 years ago, like she knew this a long time ago, like Lynn kind of set up from what is healthcare? Like just, just bare bones back to the basics like what is it 
as a human being, when I walk into a hospital or medical visit, what is healthcare? What am I supposed to receive? How is it supposed to work? That's really interesting. Yeah. Where did it come from? Um, back in the Middle Ages, actually, it was um, the, the nuns and, and the monks that took care of people. And actually, the largest healthcare uh, system in America today is, is the Catholic um, healthcare system. So it's it's long been connected with religion, but at one point, um, the nuns who ran most of the hospitals had to decide, is it the margin or is it the mission? In other words, is it the profit or, or is it our, our uh, care that we have to prioritize? And of course, they realized it has to be both in order to move forward. But they turned the the business part of it over to other entities, mm. and and that's that's really where things changed dramatically, and and care became uh, business uh, rather rather than focusing on on the human as as I see it. We've we've come a long ways. Um, healthcare is a huge industry. I don't know how many billions, trillions of dollars today. But nursing is actually the largest profession in the world. There are 14 million nurses worldwide. And in the United States, 4 million. So just by comparison, the second largest group are the physicians. um, And there are 1 million physicians in the US. So we outnumber the docs four to one. And- that's that's how it is, you know. We um, quote unquote are are on call, working at twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, at, at three hundred sixty five days a year, at every hospital in the world, and and that's how it happens. That we touch more lives than any other people. We touch more lives as as nurses. I, I think that getting back to, to our roots is going to involve getting back to ourselves. We were um, thinking about the word peace the other day. And what we've realized is that we can't have peace in the world if we ourselves don't each of us individually find our peace from within. Yeah. And we have to touch our health in order to bring it to others. I love that. I I love that so much because um, I remember realizing the health of the healer mattered like the health of the guide the health of the conduit the help of the person standing in the gap the help of the person i look to for safety in the midst of my chaos i i remember learning no their health matters too so with hearing that i gotta figure as a huge communication issue with 14 million people or the interact, the, the, like, I, I got to hear there's some us and them, 
I got it here. There's some data. I don't got it right. We got it right. I, I mean, 14 million people is a lot of people. So I know there's got to be some chaos in there some way. Teresa, how do you say what you and Lynn do and what you all bring as an organization helps with those things like the communication, the us versus them, the fatigue, all of that, the burnout? If you don't know where your own experience is coming from, you can't fix it. Mm. You have to, you know, there's a part of us that knows, right? We, we know that there's this internal life, this, this internal dialogue that we all have. And, and it runs a narrative all the time and has very big opinions. And I've got the answers. And if they would just let me fix this problem, everything would be okay. Yeah, no, it never worked. It's never going to work because as soon as you have your answer, someone else has theirs. And our program bridges that gap. It's not us against them. It's us against, you know, nothing ourselves. You know, we have to, we must learn to work together and realize that while I have good ideas and good opinions or in my view, uh, so do other people. But there's something beyond that that's running the show. We live in this this world that we'll call reality, but it's my reality. It's not yours. It's not Lynn's. And so the people that I view, quote, at the top up in the C-suite, they're doing the best they know how. They've been given a task to run a hospital in the best way they know how. And it's, you know, you have to have profit and loss and all of all of that goes with that. But when we remove the human connection or we think that what we're doing is more important than what, you know, say the, the nurse at the bedside is doing. Um, and in our mind, we'll go, no, it's important. I know it's important. But your problem that you're solving, um, you can't see another person's perspective. So that's where the communication must happen. And the only way that I have seen that work in a really big way is when that leader has a health issue and suddenly poof, none of that other stuff matters, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, oh, yeah. hold on, hold on this body. Something's wrong with it. Yeah. Um, we have to come back to that. Yeah, yeah. Things, things happen or how, how, did, how is the saying go? Things are a lot more important when they happen in my backyard. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Things are a lot more important when they happen in my backyard. Like, oh, those people over there are sick. Oh, oh, we could still do this because them over there are millions of miles away or whatever you want to call it. Right. But in my backyard, I get sick, scratch everything. Stop all this. That was the dumbest idea ever. You're like, Rob, that was your idea. Nope, scratch it. It's dumb. It don't work. Like, yeah. I'm feeling it now. That's right. Yeah. That is that is so funny. Well, Lynn, I'll come back to you on something that is um I want to say troubling, um, because again, I don't understand enough about it, but I do want to get your perspective on it. The other day I was reading this thing about a doctor being killed in his office. Um by, by a patient. Yes, by a patient. And so I and Teresa said it earlier in her introduction. Uh, I have a younger cousin who's a travel nurse and she's talked through a few issues. What is the status or the state of violence, you know, with nurses and practitioners and things like that? 
Well, it, it really has been um, accelerated because of the nursing shortage. Since we've had almost 30% of our nurses who have resigned from their positions, we're running very, very short staffed all over. Ah, okay. And what that means for the patients is longer waits and um, not getting their, their requests answered right away. Um, if you push the bell in, in the bed and, and you're calling for the nurse, it, it may be a while. Or if you're waiting in the emergency room and so forth. And um, people are, are not recognizing that the nurses are the, that the nurses who are working today are the ones who have been working all through the pandemic yeah, yeah. and have not quit. They're staying and they're doing the best that they can. But we're very, very short staffed now. And we're seeing an escalation of violence all throughout the healthcare community. We're, um, we're seeing it in every area, so much yeah. so that there are lots more security um, people who have been put in place, but even, even that isn't uh, sufficient. We attended a conference the other day where they have a new system now where each employee can wear a, a badge that is a button that calls all of the other employees that are working in their same area the minute that they push the button and they can all come to where that person needs to be who who is um, seeing an impending potentially violent situation arising. Yeah. So it's it's escalating. And of course, it's not just in healthcare. We're seeing it in the community also. Absolutely. It's a, but, yes. but why is that? It's because people don't have an understanding of where their feelings are coming from. If they knew that it wasn't the, sh the weight that was the problem, but their thoughts about the weight, their feelings about the, the short staffing, their feelings about not having their every need tended to immediately, they could, we could be more patient with each other and, and with ourselves, more understanding. If I'm already in pain, your lack of not taking care of me, the again, not that you're doing it on purpose. It's just the system. You you can't do it because of the requirement. I don't want to say requirements, but because of the staff you have, it's it's, it's just, just a failure. not possible. It's a failure in the system, right? But but the the encoding of that message, that message has to be said to the patient in a way for them to understand I'm not overlooking you I just literally have 50 people in front of you it's not even I'm over it's 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 nothing personal here I wish I could take all 50 of you at the same time if I could I do group nursing I put you all in the same room have everybody call out their stuff you know <laughs> but that's not how this works and at the same time there should be some training in the sense where the decoding of my message resonates, where you know that of, of these 14 million nurses that are global, four, 4 million in the US, a lot have been left and thrown into a fire that they weren't prepared for. Like a little bit of 
as, as Teresa said, are compassion on yourself, a little bit of compassion for what they've been through just the last two, three years. Like know, it, it's going to take both, you know? Right. I, I heard the uh, an older nurse speaking the other night and she said that this, this was a problem, you know, 50 years ago too. She wow. uh, would go into the room in the morning to each patient's room and tell them that she had a lot of patients that day, but that she was going to be listening for the call light when they, when they buzzed. And in the meantime, she would hand them her business card and tell them that she would be back. And they never called her. Because I just want to know you care. Like, I just want to know you. I know I'm in the hospital already. So somebody has to come. Somebody has to come. But it's, it's that you thought enough to ensure the lines of communication were open for me to ask for help when I'm in this state of pain. Well, she's life changing. Down to three, and when you get to four, if you still need me, push the button. There it is. We we have to communicate with each other. We have to know that we're important to each other. Um, I was in the hospital myself quite recently after surgery, and one of the nurses that that came in had had um, a very very long night, and she said, "Lynn, I'm I'm going to leave, and I'm not coming back." Mm. And I said, oh, I, I don't want you to leave, but you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and that really is what it comes down to. When we can take care of ourselves, we can take care of others. So we need to do, learn to do that in the best possible way, yeah. taking care of ourselves first. And I know that the system is changing. What, what we're looking at in regard to nurse coaching is bringing the, the nurse alongside the patient as the patient's team member yeah. with the goals of the patient first. Jump over to Teresa to talk about your recent trip. Woo-hoo! We got to, got to leave. Yeah, got to leave the U.S., but not so much the trip and how beautiful it was, but there was something you said that you got there, an insight. And and it's one I've been looking at myself, so I really thank Lynn for bringing it up, but I, I wanna hear about that trip and that insight, if you don't mind. So I went to France um, with my husband, uh, who went to a biker rally. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, so that was fun. Um, and we stayed with some people and I'd never, I've never been to Europe. Um, the only other country I've been to is South Korea. And I, I realized how much I was missing out on a part of me that I thought I was doing a pretty good job at. And it was being kind to myself. I realized that self the things that you think you should do, it's actually loving yourself um embracing this ability that we have to to bring our best selves forward and i didn't know that i wasn't being as kind to myself as i thought i was mm -hmm. that was kind of a shock to be honest this this deeper connection this place of no thought you know we talk about it in the principles all the time this formless energy the the where all the healing happens and I think I just had 
when, when I went on my vacation, I intentionally left everything of the need to do, including the business and everything on the back burner. And I could hear things that I've never heard before. And that was where that you're not as kind to yourself as you thought you were. And I, the, I could watch the world changing based on the way that I was now thinking and wow. embracing um, the beauty that's here through my eyes, through the people that I was meeting, through the, the incredible conversations with people that um, love their life. You know, we talk about these principles as in this intellectual way because we just don't know how else to do it. And um, I realized there was nothing wrong with that either. It's conversation. Um, but there's that place within us of this deeper knowing um, if we have the ears to hear. And I heard it on a really, really deep level. And when I came home, as tired as I was from jet lag and travel, it took us 30 hours to get home, you know, all of the things. Um, I cleaned out eight bags of things in my house that I didn't need anymore. Yeah. And I equated that to a quieter mind, to this, your outside environment is a reflection of what's happening in here. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, colors seemed brighter. Um, there was like this deeper meaning of life. And I don't know how many of you have heard Brett Chitty's most recent uh, three videos with Tversky Wellness. So I, I had the privilege of hearing him speak okay. about the nature of these principles, not our thoughts about it, not, not how we think it works, because the only way we can really share it with the world is to reflect what we've seen, which is what I feel like I'm doing now, um, trying to describe this internal insight of, of kindness towards myself and that reflects out to every single person that I see yeah. but it matters human beings matter and that's the work we're here to do but it has to start with us I agree and if I, I agree. if I couldn't see I, I take that back I could see it before because every insight I've ever had that changed my life was huge that's important you know, you can't deny when it's happening to you and you begin to like have this feeling like, oh my gosh, people need to know, people need to know this. You know, we, we can yeah. kind of start having that. We want to help stop suffering. Like Dr. Blevin says, help people stop suffering needlessly. Absolutely. And Absolutely. we begin with ourselves. I remember Mine wasn't necessarily, you know, be more kind to yourself in a sense, but there was a, a realization moment where I wasn't doing the best I could to take care of myself. And it, and it hit me with the term selfishness. Mm. And I was like, what? And it was knowingly not taking care of yourself is the most selfish thing you could do. Oh, oh I love that. Yeah. And it was like, because I know what taking care of myself does. If I take care of myself, that's the second way I show this. By demonstration of people seeing me deal with life, there's a, a way we handle things that people see. Yeah. 
and and that's the understanding. It's I'm I'm no special than you. I just could clearly see how my feelings come from my thoughts. That's all. That's all. Yeah. That's that's the only difference. And I may have a few more years of repetition on being able to see that than you. But I'm no different than you. You know, it used to be I needed a thousand things to go wrong to see. Now I just need three. If I see it, I'm in now. Tracking, I'm you know, you I'm all in now. But I I really love that that point on, on self-care. And I'll bring it back to you, Lynn. What what's that one thing you do? What's the one thing that I mean, because you do great work and you I mean, again, congratulations on 50 years of being of service as a nurse. But I'm pretty sure, Lynn, there had to be some ups and some downs through all of that. That what's that one thing you've always done? To, to know that Lynn was showing up, Lynn. Well, I think the most difficult time actually was when I lost my own health and became chronically ill for a number of years. And even then I, I was able to do telephone calls with friends and family and work with people over the phone. So I never, never did quit serving, but it, it was a challenge. And I think that just knowing that each of us is learning on our own journey exactly what we need to know um, in, from this life, exactly what we need to learn. I know there's a quote that's been said by a lot of people um, and attributed to Sidney Banks. I don't know if it's it's his or not, but if the only thing we ever learned was not to be afraid of our own experience, that alone would change the world. It would. It would. It would. If I don't, I just think about it in the conversation we've just had today. If I don't think, or if I'm not scared of nurses not being right there at the moment, I feel like you said, count to three, she said. <laughs> if they're not there at two, if I don't have to be afraid of that, then I make it to three. Then I make it to four and realize I actually don't have to call. Then I put her business card in my wallet and may call a few years later when I'm healthy. Like it, it changes when I'm not afraid of the experience. It really does change this, man. Thank you both so much for, um, for catching us up on all that has happened. I am going to put you on the spot for not one last time, because I'm probably going to bring y'all back again. I love the work that you all do. Um, but I, I do want to get some, some words of wisdom. And I'm going I'm to streamline it here um, to talk specifically to your audience. I know it's, it's the podcast and, and it's you know majority practitioners and things like that who listen, but I want to be able to refer healthcare professionals back to this. And so what I'm asking is, while I know you love everyone, <laughs> talk to your audience and just share your heart for a few minutes apiece, both of you apiece, to, you know, something you hope they can begin to see and a place they could start looking for. It. And then we'll just end the episode there. But again, thank you both so much. One, for your service. Um, and two, to helping people heal. Um, and two, for your work. Uh, you you all make an intention, um, an intentionality that I love about about bringing this work to to the field of nursing, and I, I really really love that part about you both uh, because it would be easy to stop. 
Well, we're thrilled <laughs> that within the Three Principles Global Community now, we have an opportunity to be part of the international communities. Yes, and absolutely. It's brand new. We just started it. It's called healthcare. Yeah. So healthcare um, community is it within the Three Principles Global Community? Communities. I'll, I'll set them up for that. So if you go to the website, 3pgc.org, international communities, you will see all of you as you scroll down all the different countries that we share this understanding of but down at the uh, middle close to the bottom is special interest and healthcare is one where with, we with found heart. yeah we found that there is a need for this understanding to be shared in that community and you two are are bringing that um to fruition for us as an organization and, and again another thing i appreciate from you from you both so yeah just just end us on talking to that community and sharing some some love with them yeah and you can find us at at the simplest website in the world two words nursecoaching.com <laughs> okay super easy <laughs> yes <laughs> but i think what i would like to say to our community of nurses healthcare professionals is it starts with you if you can't see this for yourself you can't give it to other people so join the conversation. Come and be part of the community. Um, it it sounds familiar and and yet it's not. This this way of understanding our life and how we show up and how we interact with our world matters. And this is the most important work I've ever done in my life. And I've taken care of a lot of people in very serious circumstances. And I know that it was this connection with with our spiritual self with our physical bodies and and this ability to be aware of our thinking and our our link literally our link to all knowledge that helps us to have new thinking to survive as a human race but to really bring our our best selves forward and um it starts with us and it starts with making a decision to come into this conversation and hear something new for yourself because when you hear it and you're like you know that that first little tickle that says you touch their intellect and they're like hold on what did you just say and the, how does that work and you join the conversation with with an open mind and a willingness to hear beyond the words and drop what you think it's about and just see what's there for you. It will change your life. You will see life in such a different way. And when you help, like we're doing through nurse coaching, transform people from this direction, the ripple effect, it, it just goes. There's no stopping it. And that's where we're at. I want to help every human being in the world, obviously, but specifically, I would like to help nurses and licensed professionals to bring this knowledge to their own practice, because when you practice from this space, everything you do changes. This is the revolution. We're here now, and it's a beautiful, peaceful revolution. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.